live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is the Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically winning with your money, winning in your work, and winning in your relationships. The phone number to jump in, we'd love to coach you today, is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Rachel Cruz joins me. I'm Ken Coleman, and we are thrilled to be here to coach you, guide you, we want you to win. So let's get to the phones. Susie is up in Seattle, Washington, one of my favorite cities. Uh, you were just out there recently. I was, yes. Little T-Swift? A little T-Swift action this summer. Fantastic. Love Seattle. That's where Susie is. Susie, how can we help? Um, well, first of all, thank you, Ken and Rachel, for taking my call. Ken, you're the perfect guy for this question. Um, after 33 years, uh, the corporate headquarters where I um work is moving uh, out of state. And um, my question is about how I go through this transitionary process where they are, you know, we, we kind of have an end date that's vague and, and, and how I go about interviewing and what do I share with my current boss about what I'm doing? Mm. I mean, obviously, I, I'm not going to stay. They know that. Um, and, and it's just a, a weird kind of ethical thing I have going on in my heart. Yeah, well, you're a very, very, very upstanding, high-integrity person because of even asking this question. But I would tell you, this may shock you, I wouldn't tell them anything. Now, what I mean by that is, I tell people all the time, don't cheat on your current job. So if you're going for job interviews and you got personal time or your lunch hour, you use that. You know what I mean? Don't, you know, you're not going on job interviews when you're supposed to be in the office. Mm -hmm. So I want to be very clear mm -hmm. about that. But they know you're leaving. You already told us that. They know why you're leaving. Company's relocating. And my guess is you're a you're a, a an employee with high standing. Is that true with your leader? Correct. Yeah. I'm 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 just the person that kind of wears my emotions on my sleeve. I'm the cheerleader. Get that. And for the the but couple of us it. that are looking for other jobs, I'm I'm kind of like trying to encourage them at the same time. And Do it. So Do all that. It's a weird line. No, it's. I mean, um, I understand what you're saying, but I'm trying to tell you there is no line here. It's not unethical for you to look for a new job when they've told you your job is essentially ending and they know you're not going to relocate. So it would be, in my mind, the issue is not, is it ethical? It would be nonsensical for you not to apply mm -hmm. for a job and to go do interviews. Does that make sense? Yes. All right, then. So you don't have to yes. tell them anything. And don't lie. I mean, right, like if they ask you point blank, be yeah, honest. Of course. Yeah. But, but, but my point but is, is that like if you're going to do a job interview and you got a lunch hour, then then instead of taking your normal lunch hour, then, then, then go do your job interview and you take that hour and you're a good steward of what you're supposed to be doing now. You don't do anything wrong. Now, to Rachel's point, if they go, hey, are you looking for jobs? Go, yeah. Which, by the way, they're probably going to ask you because they know you're not staying with them anyway. So none of this is a secret. Therefore, you don't have to act secretive, but you also don't have to walk around going, hey, I uh, interviewed the other day. Like, <laughs> let's just go about our business. Like it'd, be like, it'd be like me telling Rachel, like, hey, you know, she knows I probably have to go to the doctor every once in a while, but I don't go, hey, I went to the doctor today. I got a case of gout. <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't want to know. I don't have a case of gout, but just saying. I don't even know if I know what that is. It's an overshare. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you don't need to share this because you're not doing anything wrong. Does that make sense? Yes. The other nuance here is that they're having a very hard time finding people in the new state. And they have, in, in the other departments that have already transitioned, 
they offer them to stay longer. And, and up until this last month, I've been pretty clear that I was willing to stay longer, but my heart has kind of changed because um, partly because of your show, I am uh, encouraged about the job market. I know there is something better yes. for me out there and I'm excited about that. And mm. because of the Ramsey plan, I, ha- I have total financial peace. Yep. I am not concerned at all about that and I'm ready to move on. And so I'm also kind of worried about that transition when they ask me to stay if I if I don't, or if I... Um, well, here's the deal. You're right, though. It's on paper that they're letting me go on. That's season. right. And here's the deal. You're such a nice yeah. person. You're probably a bit of a people pleaser, and you're probably wrestling with some guilt, but you have not done anything wrong. See, we use the word guilt. We apply guilt to Feeling something that is, yeah. that is, I've done wrong, you know? <laughs> And and so you've done anything wrong, and I think you're just very open and clear. And if they ask you to stay a little longer, you go, well, I don't think I'm going to. And that doesn't make you a bad person, and it doesn't make you ungrateful. I think that's what you're wrestling with. Yeah, and Susie, they're, you know, even when you said, oh, my gosh, they're having a hard time finding people in this other state. If they have trouble, what do I, that's not your responsibility. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point that they've made this decision as a company, and now that decision is not sitting well with you because of you're not going to move. And so naturally your heart has moved on. Do you know, like that's, it's a reasonable line of thinking. You're not like out of the blue, this crazy person. I mean, it, it, that all makes sense. So just, just know that too. Yeah. Susie, you're, you're a great lady and there's great things ahead. And I would be moving forward on everything that you want in the next season of your life. No guilt. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. Appreciate that. What a sweet lady. I love that. Yeah. So And just as a little, tack on to what she said she said because of the ramsey plan i'm able to do this and that's a beautiful thing Ken, that we talk about a lot when you put yourself in a position financially you guys and the ramsey plan is you're out of debt you have money saved in the bank you're living intentionally you have options mm-hmm. so like even if Susie's company came in and said you're laid off Susie probably would say okay because i don't have debt and i have three to six months of expenses in the bank and yeah. i'll just look for a new job. That's really sad. I've been with them for a long time, but I'm going to just, you know, even if this decision was forced upon her, it still has a level of peace because things are taken care of. And so there's wisdom in that, you guys. But even on the front end, she can proactively now say, I don't want to go with where my job is going. And she's thinking about something else. Now I can think about something else. And, And even if you don't have something for a month or two, like, it's okay, you know, so yeah. it's, I, it's a very good point. The financial freedom that Susie has gives her the professional freedom right now yeah. when this change has been forced on her. And now she's like, I, I, I kind of want to do something else. It, it kind of reminds me of that scene from uh, Jerry Maguire. Have you seen it? Yes. You know, he Great finally movie. leaves. Yes. And he's thinking he's got the world, you know, and, and he's in the car and he just rolls the windows down and he's singing Tom Petty's I'm free yeah. and he's letting it go. And that's a guy, you know, in that situation is going, look, I, I'm. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing what I want to. What I want to do, and in this case, Susie, I think that might be the play. Might be a little chilly in Seattle, but maybe we uh, crank up the Tom Petty on the drive home tonight <laughs> and just enjoy. She's financially free, enjoy which means freedom. she's free to do what she wants. And by the way, that's what everybody's longing for: is freedom. Yep, that autonomy over your life, where yep. you have a say. I know George Campbell and I were talking this morning on my show, and. Uh, we are filming a segment for his new book, Breaking Free from Broke. If y'all have yeah. not pre-ordered that, make yeah, sure to pre-order. To. You get some free goodies and stuff with the pre-order. So check that out at RamseySolutions.com slash store. But we're talking about how, you know, you go through high school and college and then you're out on your own, out of your parents telling you what to do. And then you all of a sudden look in a system that's telling you what to do, the financial system, or you're looking to the government, whatever, telling you what. And it's 
And I'm telling you, it's like when you break free from all of those quote unquote systems, you have the ability to have a say over your life yeah. in so many ways, in your career and in your money. So that freedom is is massive. Tell you what I am fighting the freedom to do is to sing that last that that, Go, big, that big refrain, but I think James is gonna write me up for it, so I'm gonna just do it during the commercial. Do it. Just for the just for the Cause I'm free! There it is. That's all I got. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz, and we are here for you to talk to you about your money, your work, and your relationships. The phone number is 888-825-5225, 5225 Victoria is joining us now in Philadelphia. Victoria, how can we help? Hi. Um, I just had, I guess, a question um, and just wanted your opinion on me and my husband. We just bought a home. Okay. Tell um, us about so it. So my husband... So my husband was in the military the last five years. So we lived on a military base and um, I own my own um, hair studio. So with living with no expenses with the military, we were able to save up quite a lot of money. So when we moved back home, our intent was to buy a home and not to rent. So we lived with my parents for just a month before we found um, a townhome in the area that we wanted to be in. Um, we kind of went into it knowing like it wouldn't be our forever home. It's just a small two bedroom, little town home. Um, but we didn't want to rent and not be able to save up another uh, significant amount of money as our down payment. Um, so we went through with buying it and now in my head, I'm like, will we ever be able to get out of it? It's not a forever home. How long should we stay in it? So not that I have like regret of buying it, but sometimes I wonder, should we have just waited to buy a forever home or was this a good move? All right, let's see what the, the details give us here. So how much did you uh, put down? How much do you have left on the mortgage? Um, so the it started or it started at three eighty five um, and we put ten percent down and we also bought out the PMI. Okay. So, so how much do you I think have we have about uh, about 360, I believe, 358, something like that. And how long ago was um, this that you bought it? Oh, uh, exactly a year ago in November of 2022. Okay. Okay. And besides it just not knowing it's not your forever home, because forever homes, Victoria, honestly, yeah, it's kind of luck. a romanticization of this term, but that rarely happens. I mean, some people do. They buy their first home and they stay in it forever ever, and ever, but most people move two or three times, right? Houses in their right. lifetime. Um, so for mm-hmm. you guys, I understand, yeah, not wanting to rent, especially when you have the money saved. So is the mortgage, how much is the mortgage compared to your income right now? Does it feel like a lot? Um, I feel like it felt like a lot coming from, you know, not having any bills. So our payment is 2700 a month. We have a 6.9% interest rate, so it's definitely not low. Um, all together with like all of our bills, we probably end up paying maybe $3,300 a month. Um, my husband alone brings in just about 7,500 himself per okay. month. And then, um, I'm a, I'm a business owner. So it's now that it's, it's a, my first year owning my hair business in this state. So I bring up, I bring in about 12 grand a month, but you know, I have to pay 12 all grand a month. Yeah, but yeah, she's paying. But that's before, What's your take home? Yeah, but oh. that's well, that's the thing. It's different every month, but I would say maybe around seven, um, okay. which is still really good. But you, listen, I'm, you guys have a fourteen. 
You got fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, your your income. Take home. Yeah, you're got you're fine. Your ratio of mortgage to your to your income is great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all are fine, Victoria. I think I, I would. You're probably having a little buyer's remorse because it's probably just sticker shock. It's one of the largest purchases, probably the largest purchase you guys have ever made. Um, right. I think you were in a great. I mean, you guys had prime position to buy. Do you guys have consumer debt? Um, you mean any other debt? Yes, any other debt besides this mortgage? Um, just our two car payments, which I have, I think, 12000 on mine, and he has, I think his is in the 20s. Um, so it's not too, they're not too bad. How not much are the car payments, payments a month? Um, mine's three twenty five, and his is 400 Good grief. I'd be more nervous about that. I know. $700 going to car payments. Do you guys have any money saved? Uh, yeah, I have about a hundred grand saved, and he has a, uh, just around thirty. What, 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 okay. What, uh, what, okay. What is going on here? Hey, Victoria, you guys are great. I would, <laughs> I would pay off your cars today. Yes. And no more of his savings and my savings. You guys together have a hundred and thirty. That y'all need to start looking at this as a as a unit, right? That you guys together have a hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Put it in the same account, the same high yield savings. You guys, mm-hmm. this is a together conversation you and your husband are having uh, or living right. out is. Yeah, together, this is what you guys have. You guys have $130,000. Pay off your cars today, Victoria. You have a great savings. Okay. You're in a you're in a beyond perfect position. Yeah. You're great. I, can you're I great. ask you, Victoria, have you seen another house and you know your income and you've been really disciplined to save that kind of money? Is this because you see something else that you want and you're like, Dadgummit, I got my money wrapped up in this other thing. Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh. So I'm 20. Me and my husband are both 23. So... The Ugh. fact that we were able to save so much, I feel like at a somewhat young age, I'm like, did I no. not waste my no. money on this house? No. Should I have waited? No. And no, no. Okay. So more. now, all right, let me be big brother for a minute. Okay. Let me tell you what you've done. Mm-hmm. You've been really, really smart, except for these car payments. And Rachel's right. Cut a check for $32,000 today. If I wrote it down right, 20 and 12, and you guys still have right at 100000 in savings, high-yield savings account. You guys are making money hand over fist. You just gave yourself a $700-plus month raise because yes. the car payments are gone. You know what I would do if I were you? And I won't let Rachel correct me here because she's the little sister, and believe me, she'll correct me. I would take the $700 a month that you've been in car payments, and I'd put that towards the next house. After you've got your emergency fund, you're investing 15%. All of that should be you walk in the baby's house. But I take that 700 and I'd go, that's we're going to save up and we get through year number two of having that home so we don't take a capital gains hit. Mm-hmm. And then if right. you want to sell yeah. and you got a down payment that you've saved up for with the rules that we give, Rachel, mm-hmm. I'd like to see them stay in the townhouse two or three more years. Don't be in a rush. You've got a great you're asset. Fine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. I would be okay with that, Victoria. Or putting the 700 towards the house so you have built in equity. Too. Sure. And you have built in equity so you're building equity so when you guys save, you have more equity in the house to use right right for the next house they've uh, got so margin way, they got margin to do both yeah my point is you're fine Victoria. i look at fourteen thousand take home and you said your your bills are we're going to call i think you said 3300 or something just around that my goodness yeah you could be doing the baby steps paying towards that yeah you're doing plus great, saving Victoria. a down payment you did not do something no you did not do yes. something wasteful this is it you you, you did you're, it perfectly. you're doing great yep you guys have a nice does that little help town you? Home. Does that help you? Like, okay, yeah, we're okay. It does make me feel better. Yeah, yeah, it does make me feel much better. Do you guys? Um, do you see your fa- like? Do you guys want kids soon? Do you see that you want to move areas? Is there any of that no. that's kind of playing in? Okay, it's just it's no, just you just like really freaking out that you own space. something. 
Kind of, yeah. Like, no, we I have enough space for us, too. It's just like a want to have more space, and should we have waited to get exactly what we want? Listen, let me tell you, and Rachel's great at this. You said it. I'm going to remind you what's going on. You know you can afford something bigger and better, and, and you didn't get it, and you're going, you're trying to play armchair quarterback and go back and go, oh, but you can't do that. You guys are making more money now. And all this is is, ah, ah, I'd like this, and on paper, financially, what we're making, we could make it. Well, we could we could get that house, and that's all you're dealing with. That's it. That's right. it. You didn't make a bad move though, and you can upgrade down the line. Yeah. Be patient. Is wait the a point. couple years. Twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a couple years. You'll and, have and the upgrade sweet house. if you want, but yeah. be good. And this would be a good season too, Victoria, of practicing a level of contentment, right? Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there is something in the sense that we what we even though we can do it financially, do we need it? And there's a little right. bit of that discipline in that. And I think that's what's hard. What we always like warn people when they have money saved and they go to the mortgage broker, the mortgage broker is automatically going to be like, no, but look at the house you could get. You could get this much of a, <laughs> so of a mortgage. And you're like, nope, right. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. So I think there's a level of practice of just, hey, you guys are really blessed. Yeah. You've worked really hard. You've been really smart. You're good. You don't, you don't need more space, even though mathematically right. you could. You don't need it. So, Victoria, I would take this season and I would have sweet memories and a space that maybe feels a little tight to you guys. Love but it. it's a But it's a good season of life. And then when you want to upgrade later on the line, you can, but you don't need to. What do you call these hands on Instagram? Oh, pra- oh this means all done with no, babies. No, sorry. What's the, what's the little... Praise hands emoji. Praise hands. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you can't see it, Victoria. I had to have Rachel help me. She's better at the whole social than I am. That's what I'm doing right now. You guys are crushing Praise it. Hands. So happy for you. <laughs> you. Praise hands. That's what that's called. Pra- that's what I call it. Praise hands emoji. <laughs> oh, I did it wrong because I, I started doing. I thought you were doing this. This is what uh, you do. It was a little done. Beyonce this is move. Sign language for all, all right. done. This is the Randy Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top-rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. We're here to answer your questions about your money and your work and your relationship. 888 825 5225 Portland, Oregon is where we go next. Carson is there. Carson, how can we help? Hi. Um, I'm looking to start a fab shop with a friend of mine, and I'm just curious if that is something that I wouldn't have to take a commercial loan out for. Is that even smart? No. Um, I'm also... No. <laughs> I'm also uh, trying to go into a welding program, right? Right. And that will also require me to take out student loans. Okay, but whoa. All right, hold on, hold on. Is, oh, hold on, I'll hold on, go. hold on. You know, no, I want you to keep going, but I, I want to understand this. How much is the welding program going to cost? 
$28,000. And that is how long? How long before ten you month get... 10-month program. How much? $28,000 for a 10-month program. 10 months. Okay. And um, what is the different... What are you going to do with that? Is that going to help you in the fab the, the fab shop where you're fab, all that fabricating? Or is this something separate? Um, no, it will help me as in... Because when we start the fabrication process, I'm going to be running all of the business, okay. but it's just going to be me and my buddy doing most of the welding, and I don't want him to be alone doing all the welding. Okay. Is there another option than a $28,000 welding program? Well, I've kind of panicked <laughs> when I heard that, and I called you guys, and I called my parents, and um, my dad has owns a business. He owns a body shop and has welders on his payroll. And he was looking at buying me a welder, actually, a TIG welder for Christmas and just buying the material myself. And I, I'm i just thinking about it, and I've talked it over with my friend who's the welder. And he, according to him, I can learn how to weld all on my own. You can. And I don't need mm. a piece of paper. You don't yes, need it at all. Carson. So, Carson, thank you for playing. I was walking you right into that <laughs> uh, because welding does not require any kind of licensing. Welding requires experience you're surrounded by welders uh carson please 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 do not take that program do not take it you don't need it number one number two you can't afford it and your dad is in an industry that's you could sit down with any of those guys and watch and learn and let me also say this just business 101 carson you get this business up and running and you need a second pair of hands if you're not at that skill level yet you can hire that out. There are plenty of welders out there, and you build that into the cost of doing the work. So you having to take this course, is, is it's not a requirement, and I don't want you to take the loan out. Now, let's talk about the business itself. What do you think it's going to cost real capital to actually start this fabrication business? $300,000. What's the 300000 go for? Well, talk me through that. Leasing leasing the building out okay. for a period of time, okay. however that may be. Um, mm-hmm. The welders in particular, the welding tools, TIG welding, the MIG welders, all of that, the gas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to cost around $3,000 for the gas. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost around ten grand for all the welders. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost... Mm, well, the welder salaries—that's that's the thing because there's per DM and then there's you know how much you're actually getting per hour. And I'm thinking, uh, well, I'd want somebody starting out at at least twenty five because I want somebody of right. skill. Right. And per DM, that well, that's a hundred dollars a day or seventy five, fifty dollars a day, depending sure. on the level of skill. Yep. So how I, old are you, Carson? I don't have to call. I'm nineteen years old. Carson, this is great. So I'm I'm going to challenge those numbers. But I like that you're already able to rattle off those answers. But you're 19. My advice to you is go work for a fabricator. Get the welding skill by getting paid to do it, working with your dad, working with friends of your dad. Get into this business, but have somebody else pay you. You're 19. Maybe you do it for four or five years. I'm not going to hold you to that. I don't want you. I don't want to hang that timeline on you. I'm giving you an example. But let's just say that you did it for four years. That puts you at 23, and you've been making really good money as a welder or in a fabrication shop, even if you're on the business side. Because I hear more of a business guy than a welder. So if I go to work for somebody who's winning in the car fabrication space and all that, and I get a master's degree in real-life experience while I'm getting paid, 
and I'm putting money away and I'm I'm now going to take that new welding skill and I'm going to make an extra $50,000 a year and in 4 years I got 200 grand. I'm trying to play this out for you that my friend, if in fact it's going to take you 300 grand to eventually open up your own business, you are so young and so far ahead of the game with your vision and knowledge. Be patient because at 26, you could start that business cash, have zero risk and be crushing it and be a multimillionaire. Carson, the amount of small business owners we talk to that are paying for companies that have closed eight years ago and they're still paying off the loan. It's not good. So remember this, move at the speed of cash. It's going to be slower. It's not going to be as exciting, but you're not. You're going to make way less mistakes and different decisions when you're using your money versus the banks. So no, at please, at 19, don't go take out a student loan for $28,000. Please don't go take out a business loan with your friend for yes, 100 grand. Don't, don't do, do the 300,000 loan. No, 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 none of that. I would not do any of that. Yeah. Take your time. You're very smart. You're going to start, this stuff is going to start to click and you're going to start to understand, oh my gosh, if I just stay in this and I'm patient and it's going to go by so fast, three years, it's like a blink. I mean, the stuff, life goes by so fast, Carson, take your time and you're going to freaking kill it. (laughs) You're going to do so well and, and it's going to be all yours. It's going to be all yours. So do not take the risk of taking out that debt. Go listen. One last thing on this to all young people like this. If you want to start a business in a certain field, when you're this young, go work for somebody mm-hmm. who's crushing it in the field. The amount of knowledge and wisdom you're going to yes. get while getting paid oh, is yes. enormously valuable. And, and sometimes you may get into the business and be like, oh, is this what this is? It's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not what I was a thinking. Very good I mean, point. people do that a lot where they very good point. have this idea of something and then you go get it and you're like, ooh. What do you say, Rachel? Can we help Rebecca? Yeah, we'll go quick. Let's go. Rebecca in Minneapolis, how can we help? Hi, um, I'm just calling because I'm going back to work um, next week. I just had my third baby, so maternity leave mm. is ending. Uh-oh. And daycare costs are going to be starting. Um, I already have one son in daycare, and we pay 225 a week for him to be in there full-time. And right now, with adding a baby, we're going to be up to 425 a week. Yeah. Which seems pretty steep for our area um i've kind of been looking around at rates and just for an in-home it it seems like a lot um we've been with her for five years and i just don't know if it's worth bringing up you know a conversation about like well what happened or i mean pay you mean living is crazy yeah yeah i mean like why because i had my daughter when my daughter and son went i paid 360 for them to be there uh, for full time, so mm-hmm. it's jumped pretty significantly. Probably inflation, and I just don't—I don't know if it's worth the conversation, or is that just something that we got to stuck up for two years? Um, I think it's always worth a conversation. I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's totally fair to talk to her and just say, "Hey, here's the numbers we had. Here's our situation. Is there any way you could do?" 400 or 370 or 390 or you know what I mean give her a price that's fair because like mm-hmm. you said her rent on the place may have gone up I mean there's there are these expenses I would assume she's not just jacking the rate jack the rate she may be but there's also a lot of cost that goes yeah. into owning right a business and so I would offer her another mm-hmm. price and just see if she takes it and if she doesn't yeah you guys are either it's going to be two years of dishing out 425 a week for childcare. care 
find other options if you feel safe doing that and or one of you guys wrestling with the idea of like does one of you just stay home right i mean there's a point where childcare can be it, it is it's so expensive it's so, so frustrating it's so frustrating but it can be so expensive that you have to equate hey is this worth the trade-off of what i'm actually bringing home in my other job and is it making sense financially and for our family so that's always a conversation but i would have a conversation with her and, and offer her a different price and see if she takes it yeah thank you for the call congrats on the new little one i know and this is a hard i know going back so after the hard. third oh it's a lot rebecca oh boy. so i feel you don't move more of your calls coming up this is the ramsey show Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from Galatians 6, verse 10. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Our quote today comes from Theodore Roosevelt. It is hard to fail, but it is worse never to have tried to succeed. Always got a uh, that guy would have been a great locker room speech guy, you know. Would I'd love to see him give a pregame a talk? Coach. We got the president in here today. He's gonna fire. You got the Army Navy game coming this weekend. I could see him giving a talk there. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, there's your little known fact of the day. Nobody cares about the Army Navy game uh, coming up this weekend. This is a sad time for oh. me. All college football has ceased. I know until we get to New Year's. Yeah, it's a really tough time for me. There's be, a few weeks. Be thinking about me. It Thoughts and prayers for me this, on the weekend. I will. I'm sorry, Ken. Yeah, thank you. Mike is up in Cleveland, Ohio. Mike, how can we help? Yeah, hi guys. Nice to talk to you. Nice um, to talk to you. So I had left a ten-year career in health and fitness uh, about two years ago, trying to get into like a new career space. Um, looking at like project management or some sort of leadership role mm-hmm. uh, at the hospital I'm currently at. And my current role, it's a combination of a lot of different fields. I'm in virtual health coordinator and uh, it's part IT, customer service, vendor management, project management, tech support. Um, my question is I have an upcoming surgery in January where I'm going to be off for about six to eight weeks and I'll have a lot of free time. And I'm just wondering what you would recommend I can do to extend expand my skills my knowledge um, and if there's any courses or certifications out there that i should be looking into yeah so i love this question i would get to the most practical things that will help you get where you want to go so if you want to get into project management and or leadership i would be focusing on those two things so just off the top of my head i'm going all right what leadership podcast am i going to be listening to the entree leadership podcast a great podcast here from Ramsey solutions what leadership books i can make recommendations on that but i'm going to be really diving in i've got this downtime so i'm going to be reading i'm going to be listening and i'm going to be watching and and so i would start there but my question is are you wanting to move into project management and then allow that to kind of set you up for some leadership roles? Which way do you really want to go? That's, that's the part I'm still navigating. Um, and I'm doing that with like my current, um, my current supervisor. He meets with me once a month to kind of explore career options. I was in leadership in like the health and fitness industry. Um, and I liked that part. Um, and now I'm in my current role, I'm doing a little bit of project management. Um, so at this point, this is kind of where I've just kind of started to get my feet in the water and figure out more yeah. clearly what I want. Well, so for instance, we uh, at Ramsey Solutions, we did a, I partnered with our Ramsey Education Department uh, about a year and a half ago, and we came out with a project management course. Um, and so taking a course like that, if, you, if you're not 
if you haven't done anything more than just kind of I stepped into, I'm dabbling in project management in my current role, a project management certification would be a great thing to do in that six to eight week period. Um, and again, kick the tires on what we've got. I'll have Austin connect you to, to our team on that. You can see if you want to use that or not, but it's a, it's a really good course. But absolutely, if, if project management is something you're interested in, I would do some research on several courses, like, like you would a college course. I'd go, do I really want to spend the money and the time to take it? And I think that's the answer. I'd talk to some more people who are in project management. This is why I wrote the book, The Proximity Principle. It was largely, look, if I want to do something, I want to get around people that are doing it and, and get an idea of the good, the bad, the ugly. And, and so before you make any of these decisions on what to do, let's do a little bit of research. And I think your heart's always going to say, you know, it's either that X from Family Feud, the, you know, or the ding, ding, ding. And, and looking into something and, and talking to people who do it, that's when the heart comes in and goes, oh. Eh, I don't actually want to mm-hmm. do that. And you've been in leadership before. It was just a different industry. Yeah. So if you loved leadership before, my guess is you're going to love it again. And if project management somehow gives you a little bit more skill and experience to expand your leadership role and you like the idea of it, then I'd go with it. But that's that's my advice. I want to keep it really simple. Rachel? Yeah, and I think, you know, Ken's advice of sitting down with people that are doing it, I think is one of the smartest things because you can kind of have this broad idea and talk to many different people in different lanes of this and yeah. in different industries. And you really will start to weed out. My husband, Winston, just did this uh, a few months ago. And he was like, it was so funny because you kind of have one picture in your head mm-hmm. and then you're kind of, okay, that was that was good information from there. Okay, I got that, that. I mean, probably four or five different meals, lunches. And then another opportunity pops up. And he's like, oh, now I really know that's exactly what I want to do there because that's of, the, you know, great it's, example. it's all of it. So yeah. go and and have lunch with people, talk with them in all these industries. And people are happy to share their experiences and what they know, the good, the bad. Um, but I think that that's one of the best resources you can do. And and I think it is so helpful just to weed down. OK, this is it. This is really what I what I've realized I loved. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Mike, where you're standing right now, I mean, what is that five, seven, ten year not holding you to this? What would you like to be doing? Yeah, and that's that's something I've talked about with my my boss, and uh, it, it just coming from such a different space, it's it's hard. But I I know one of the pieces of the puzzle is like the current hospital I'm at. I would love to stay there long term, and then um, I, I do want to get back into leadership. Yeah. It's just I don't know. Um, you know, which area of the hospital I would want to fall into. Well, then, as Rachel just said, that's what you're starting to do. You're in. Mm-hmm. You need to be setting up meetings with people in all those different departments of the hospital, whatever that looks like, and get an idea where you want to land. That's the good news. You're already in the door. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, so if you want to be in the leadership role, I would just be using that downtime to just – Fill yourself up with knowledge, but then get some real wisdom, like Rachel said, from real people who are leading in the hospital industry, Mm -hmm. whatever that's like. That's a very nuanced world, very different than probably what you're used to. But the leadership side is still the same. Nothing's going to change. You care for people. You love coaching people. You love serving people. You've got great experience there. All this other stuff is now just like, what's that sandbox I want to play in? And I thought Rachel's advice was great. And uh, by the way, most people are afraid to do that, Rachel. They're afraid mm. to just go, hey, can I take you to lunch? Can I buy you? By the way, everybody loves to get a free lunch yes. and a free coffee. <laughs> and the only thing people love more than a free lunch or a free coffee is... Talking about themselves. Yes. That's what you're going to say. <laughs> yes. Like, 
I mean, this is a no-brainer. Hey, uh, hey, Rob, can I take you out for lunch? My treat. I want to pick your brain on what you think about. It doesn't even matter what you say after that. Yeah. But Rob's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm in, man. Absolutely. Sure. Like, give me a sub and a diet coke, and I'll." Give a, you what you need. A sub and a oh, diet coke. I don't know. All of a sudden, we're at Subway. Rob is dispensing Sir's wisdom. Mike's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Better call there. But isn't that true, though? Yes. Well, and it's and it's having the real life. It's just like the the young guy we talked to last segment about the welding. There is something about just real life experience, and I think that's one thing. You know, I know about the education system. You have all your your thoughts and stuff on, and I'm like, and that is one missing piece. It's not the real world. You can take as many yeah. classes on something, true. but when something is just in a formulaic way or in your head, what you've made it up to be, it may not all be accurate until you're really in the nuts and bolts of life and asking people's experiences and understanding with the filter, right? That they're bringing their own stuff to the conversation. So, right. It's, but it's, but you're getting a picture of, okay, this is kind of what this looks like expectations, uh, and even, I mean, even for him in a great way, it's like that specific hospital and you know, you're going to learn the culture of that place. You're going to, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things you'll be able to yeah. pick up nuances within that and within those conversations with people that it's very helpful too, yeah. uh, to be on your side as you start this leadership track. So a couple of little practical great. questions coming off this call for a lot of you that are out there wondering, even on a side hustle, do I launch it? Let me give you a couple of quick questions based on what Rachel and I have been talking about. Do I want to do it? Does my heart get excited about the idea of doing I want to? Now you got to follow up with, can I do it? Do I have the core talent that with training and experience that I could pull it off? And then how, right? So how, meaning it's the best way. By the way, there's always multiple paths up a mountain. Yep. And so that everything we've just described is going to answer those three questions. And if you do that, guess what happens? You've got yourself a really good plan that's not very risky. Because you know what you're getting into. It isn't just I'm walking blind trying to hope Mm -hmm. that it works out. So there you go. Rachel Cruz, absolutely fun show today. Thank you, my friend. Uh, By the way, she was telling me, she's on the Instagram and she's putting out these these great things, great advice all the time. So check her out on the gram, at Rachel Cruz. She's dropping the wisdom bombs. Go check her out. I'm at Ken Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show.